we're both in the car here. We're starting today in the car. Let's put our seatbelts on. Let's just jump right into this one. Let's just kind of get on the road and just start talking about this. How about that? How does that sound? This sounds sounds good. You know, drive safe. Cool. All right, well, let's get on the road. Let's start this episode. <laughs> As I'm getting on the freeway here, let's introduce ourselves. This is Concession Impressions, the podcast where we review a movie that we just watched in the theaters, and we're reviewing it on the car ride home. It's our car talk, we our review talk of the film. in a car. And then we give it a review based on a concession from the movie. The top ranking of this will be peanut M&Ms, and then it'll be popcorn, and then it would be hot dog, and then lastly, it will be raisinets so we're in the the fast lane here carpool lane because you know carpool saves gas environment we need to have environment for for the mermaids out there in this episode of course with that kind of a trying to segue from that fish joke or sea joke or sea comment today's episode we're gonna talk about the new film the little mermaid the live action remake i guess of the little mermaid that just came out by Disney. And as always, I'm Michelangelo, and I'm joined in the car today, as always as well, my co-host, Chase. Should have said dive into it. Oh, yes. Yeah, today we'll figure out if this movie was either fishy or exquisite. Ooh, that one I like. Thanks. So if you haven't watched the original movie, The Little Mermaid, this 2023 Disney remake, live action remake, is pretty much the same story overall, the same summary. I think if you kind of know the original film, then you kind of don't really need to listen to a summary. But it's pretty much the story is about a mermaid named Ariel who wants to be a part of the human world and learn about it. She falls in love with a prince and that's it. It's that it's the Disney Disney movie. Well, it's very helpful for me because I actually haven't seen the original all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> My first viewing of this story all the way through is with this live action remake. I'm kind of surprised, actually. I mean, I guess not everyone needs to watch all the Disney films, I guess. But I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like, especially since we talk about Disney a lot, that I feel like I just would imagine that you've you've seen all the like classics i don't know it's not like a a movie that particularly attracts me to it generally speaking like i'm vaguely familiar with the story i at one point a long time ago read the hans christian anderson little mermaid is that gotcha yeah yeah you're right okay i'm gonna start off and say that i went into this movie thinking terrible things like i've not a fan of the live action remake films of disney i am surprised that they have made money and they continue to make these because I feel like they're all so bad that I'm surprised like how haven't they learned their lesson in in making terrible live action remakes however this one isn't terrible I will say that for a a Disney live action remake I don't know if you've seen the Aladdin Disney live action remake I've seen the original Aladdin and I've seen the live action and the original is so much better. That one was significantly more different, though. Yeah, I think that's kind of a big thing, which is that 
Aladdin kind of changed a lot of things. It's kind of the bare bones, but I think it it more focuses on Jasmine and the genie than it does actually Aladdin, I felt like. It felt like it was more their stories than Aladdin's story. This is definitely still Ariel's story, but I think Prince Eric's more involved in this story, but I think overall it's still very much about Ariel. And like fleshing out her character more instead of in Aladdin is fleshing out the other side characters more. And I think it felt weird. And I really, Aladdin is my favorite Disney film, animated Disney film. Really? I was really sad to, to watch the live action film. And I think all of the live action ones I have, I've watched Lion King as well. Like it's, it's like shot for shot the same as the original pretty much. Right. Right. And, but it's missing the magic because it's missing that magic of animation because they decided to, well, CGI animate it as if they were real and thus missing a lot of the caricature and character that really brought the original Lion King animation to life. Yeah, and I think that's this film has the exact same problem. The live action CG characters that felt weird being in this universe like i think i think it's okay to have like a funky looking flounder one of the best songs in little mermaid under the sea song uh-huh which is sebastian trying to teach ariel to stay under the sea because it's so cool right i don't know if you I, I really enjoyed that that was probably my favorite point part of this movie really okay i i think this way I, I hated that part interesting see i wonder if because i haven't seen the original i have no nostalgia about the original and i don't have anything really to compare it to and so so maybe the fact that that's my one of my top parts of this movie is not a good sign for how I'll rate the rest of the movie. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So I think that the, my point is for this movie, or for this, this song specifically, what I'm calling out is that in the original song, it's pretty much all the fish and all the sea creatures start pulling out instruments like seashells and they pull on the kelp and they start using like kelp as like guitar or bass strings and stuff like that. Mm. And it's just like such a cool fun imaginative song sequence but in this version it's just like you just see fish swimming and you just like they are really gorgeous fish though they look nice i'm not saying that the cgi doesn't look good in this film i think the cgi looks okay actually i'm not even talking about the cgi i just mean like the spectacle of all of these different colorful tropical fish and like I, i i get what they were trying to do i guess is they were trying to mimic this like jazziness only they're doing it with like visual cadence and visual spectacle and syncope and whatever. So like, I, I don't know. I, I really thought it was like really fun to watch, at least not having it compared to anything else. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So that was kind of my the part I didn't like. I think my biggest tripe with this film is that all the fish look fishy and they it just, fish. and even... And all the CGI animals kind of thing, like the bird, Scuttle's character as well, and like Flounder, and all these characters, they look real, even though Sebastian's eyes look kind of funky to me. But like that part was the worst part of the film. It just felt weird to me. Like Ursula looks very much human, right? I think like they could have not really made like the fish look human, but you know, like have more of that cartoony look even in cgi i think that would have maybe been better i don't know if you saw there's been kind of an uproar from the drag community about how her makeup was done melissa mccarthy's makeup was done in this movie uh, Mm -hmm. because the original ursula is based on a drag queen named divine from the 80s and so she's literally a drag character and the makeup artist whoever they are really did a terrible job of her makeup and didn't 
do what a drag artist thinks that makeup would be, I guess, should be. So yeah, so that's been interesting to see on like Instagram is just the entire drag community is just dragging the Melissa McCarthy makeup, which I thought has been fun to watch. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, it feels like it's very safe. It just it feels flat, I think, Mm. is what I got. I took away from the way people are describing it is like, like they literally just painted on like green ovals over her eyes. Whereas like a real drag artist would like create dimension and depth so that she that the eyes actually look cartoonish and large but like they have like shape and definition and still look like eyes they don't just look like green spots around the eyes and also her her eyebrows were like crooked the whole movie which that i did notice i didn't i didn't even notice that so i don't think they did a great job although interestingly melissa mccarthy apparently started out her career as a drag queen which is funny so like i think she was actually really well cast in this role that brings me up to another point which is i wanted to talk about the performances of the characters i actually thought that 90 percent of the performance in this film were pretty decent yeah in terms of like all the main characters i think ursula um like melissa mccarthy who played ursula did a good job how Bailey. Holly. Is, that Holly it, Bailey? is it is it Holly Bailey or Haley Bailey? I, I'm not sure which one it is, but definitely not Holly Berry. Yes, I know that. Uh, <laughs> I think she did a, a great job. I think she was like definitely maybe one of the best parts of the film. I think Prince Eric. I don't know who this actor. Johan, I agree. <laughs> I don't know him, but he's like oh he did like a decent job as well. You know. Oh, uh, like, I, I thought think, he was kind of the worst of of all the actors. Really? I thought he was, like, decent, you know? He just, like, was, like, meh. But I was like, you know, you don't have anything to prove, really. So I think his song was kind of, like, weird and very, like, kind of... I hated his song. The lyrics were fine to me. I think he's just, like his acting in that song oh okay i mean well i'll tell you this that's one of the things that are new they he doesn't initially originally have a song in the film so they made that song for this film prince eric doesn't normally sing so that was something that's you know i thought was kind of a weird addition i didn't really like that no but my the one thing person i think did a terrible job in this film is aquafina oh you didn't like aquafina as scuttle or that's who she's playing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was terrible. I hated it. I hated every scene with Scuttle. It's so funny. I, I think I'm one of those people that, like, has been in, endeared to Aquafina. So, like, I was okay with her being there. But, I, I again, I don't know what the original Scuttle is supposed to be like. And, obviously, the character itself is kind of annoying. But, like, as far as her doing it, I thought she acted as this, like, annoying bird brain character pun intended pretty well for me i like the character sure is supposed to be like an annoying character in the original however she went overboard with that is it the voice i just didn't like any of the scenes and then then again this is probably something else that that was also new to this film is scuttle doesn't originally have a song in the original film either but they gave scuttle a song in this movie too which was like i hated that song the the scuttlebutt i you know I, did, I didn't mind it if i'm being honest I, I i i just i never want to see a cgi bird and a cgi crab rapping in my face <laughs> ever again <laughs> see i don't know because um i am a fan of aquafina's rap career but not because i think she's like the most brilliant rapper ever or anything just because 
she is her songs are so stupid they're like comedy rap songs i don't know i am just already like a fan of aquafina so i know what i'm expecting to get when i hear that it's an aquafina character and i got exactly what i thought i would <laughs> the other thing that i hated was that like i didn't like the directing do you remember this part where she's singing a part of your world and she gets up on the rock and it's like the near the end of the song like the climax of the last like hurrah and she's like slowly crawling up the rock and then the wave crashes and then she yeah. like leaps in the air it felt like fishy i don't know it felt <laughs> weird and they they did like a few times in the movie that's the one that really stuck out to me but there's like a few times where they tried to like replicate these like original maybe moments in the old movie, but couldn't really do it as well in a live action way. And it just kind of came off as just like cringy. I don't know. It just took me out of the, the whole world. That moment on the rock, that's like a very famous scene that I think I've seen before in uh-huh. clips. Yeah. And it's so it's it's a lot it's a lot smoother. She just kind of comes up to the rock and then crashes in this dynamic moment. Right. Because like obviously like she doesn't have legs. Some of the awkwardness is probably because of that. But in the live action version, because I agree with you, I remember that being kind of awkward and like long. Like it, it was just like long. It wasn't like necessarily unbelievable or like weird or like disbelieving. Like, it didn't break my suspension of disbelief or anything. It, like, it just felt awkward and long because she is just kind of struggling to climb up onto this rock with her tiny little arms (laughs) dragging her entire body. (laughs) And she's clearly, like, soaking wet and they're clearly filming this, like, in an actual, like, ocean area. So she looks cold, too, and, like, (laughs) just looks uncomfortable. Yeah, I heard that she had to, like, wear, like, a... 60 pound costume like fish feet kind of thing mermaid feet so like i feel like you know that's certainly not going to make her more graceful i don't know i think they did a good job already earlier when they did like her swimming up to the light kind of thing when she's like in her cav cavern that part was okay but like when she goes up to the top and like climbs on the rock on in the like on the land it's kind of gets a little weird a similar awkwardness was when she was on the boat and she's like spying on the men when they're singing at the very beginning that was also kind of like weird and awkward but that one that made me think that like oh they're gonna maybe do this in like a more realistic way but then by the time we get to the the scene with the rock where she's just singing her high note and the wave crashes it's already clear they're not gonna do this in like a in, in a more serious darker tone it's it's gonna be like the a very disney tone i don't know i think they could have had maybe somebody below her like pushing her up the rock maybe that would help somebody behind the rock out of camera view i don't know they should have they should have had the rock there the rock pushing her up the rock yeah that's what they should have done former former Uh, guest of the show friend of the pod friend of the podcast (laughs) yes yeah i think it was it was kind of weird but i think other than that i thought that the points that were kind of the same i think that kind of the way i'm thinking about it is that you take this old classic disney film that's loved and cherished and is you know a really good movie and then you kind of just remake it i feel like you kind of have the recipe for something good already and it's just kind of like there are choices you'd make 
that can either make it equally as good or worse. And I think just like the steps that it went through that I kind of listed that they changed or I felt like they kept the same that were kind of more cringy or not as impactful in this version than it was in the animated version kind of took points off to that made it not as good as the original. However, I think that it did a lot of things right still. I guess the by that I mean that you know for the most part keeping a lot of the same this a lot of the similarities to the old movie however I think I do actually I don't totally mind the movie being longer actually I thought that some of those parts made sense and it felt like it didn't feel like a lot extra was tacked onto it and I do like how they made more of like Ariel and Prince Eric's characters they fleshed them out a little more and they made them a little bit more similar it made more sense why these two characters fell in love with each other instead of like the original where she just kind of sees him and she's like wow he's a hot guy I'm gonna I, I want to marry him it's kind of like oh he has a very similar idea as me which is kind of interesting also I did kind of like how the one change I thought that was kind of interesting that made the movie make a little more sense compared to the animated one they changed the rules of that whole song of like poor unfortunate souls which is also probably one of the best songs in this movie uh it's just like my favorites in general but like they change it where you know in the original or in this version like her singing has some kind of power so she says oh i need to take your voice away because you can kind of just use it to make prince eric fall in love with you and kiss you also they kind of added the thing after that scene where she's like oh yeah of course she won't remember because i sneakily put in a little extra to this potion to make her forget that she has to even do these things and i thought that was kind of like an interesting like oh okay because i kind of always thought like why in the original one she just kind of goes up there and is like oh i have this i have to kiss him in three days but i'll just wait to the last second which just kind of felt weird i thought but i think this one it, that makes sense i think they added a little bit extra details that kind of made it seem more realistic or like more compelling i don't know how do you feel about those points the fact that she couldn't remember that she needed to get him to kiss her kind of ruined her agency a little bit so that when she's on the island and she's not actually doing anything she's just kind of exploring but she's not doing anything purposefully so any anything that happens that's plot relevant happens kind of by chance and that's sort of unfortunate whereas i guess in the original one she does things that are like intentionally trying to get the prince to kiss her which gives her some more agency. I think what I got from it was even when she doesn't remember him, they still fall in love. Got it. And I okay. thought that was kind of like, I liked that aspect of it. it but yeah. So, okay. So you, I guess you didn't like that part then? I, I don't love that she doesn't feel like she has a ton of agency. And I feel like there were several moments throughout the movie where it feels like the movie takes away her agency kind of forcibly. Like the one scene that encapsulates this perfectly is actually the scene at the end where she's swimming after the trident and then the trident just magically falls and revives her dad like perfectly why why would you not give her the opportunity to do that that i could not understand oh yeah i completely forgot about that part i guess i kind of more or less checked out at that point i mean it's just it's such a perfect scene you even already set it up she's already like chasing down the trident and she has the opportunity to like you know have a choice what is she gonna do she's the trident she's got all the power of the sea and she could you know i don't know you could set up even a more interesting scene like maybe she has to she could like if she revives her dad 
it's likely that he'll still be mad or something. Like, he'll still force her to not live with Prince Eric or whatever. You could set that up, right? You could bring Sebastian in and Sebastian could be like, oh, you know, you need to think about this. Or or maybe there's like a little bit of Ursula magic left in the water and she's lying to her and saying like, oh, you can't revive Trident till he'll do something. I don't know. You know, he'll, he'll keep you from ever visiting the the surface world ever again and then she does the right thing anyway something other than just like she chases after it and the trident just hits the ground and revives daddy for no apparent reason it just does it magically like completely unassisted yeah there's there were opportunities here that that were missed but were close in the original do all the characters stop and tell you all about their motivations and what they're thinking like all the time i found that that way of giving kind of character exposition fiercely annoying in this movie (laughs) one of the things i hated the most was that every five minutes a character would stop and then we'd go on some long diatribe where that character would talk about all their inner feelings I also realized that I didn't actually it didn't bother me too much because I kind of was just like, oh, it's a kid's movie. In, in the end of the day, it's like everyone in the movie theater was kind of a kid. So I, I'm not going to hold it too much to that, I guess, in, in, in a, to a certain extent. I will feel like it de- definitely felt annoying at times, but it wasn't like too crazy for me. I thought like it didn't take me out of the film of the experience as much, I think, as it did for you. Got it. Yeah, I just found it like really poorly written. A lot of those scenes which is like it's like 60 percent of the movie is that <laughs> and so i don't know i felt like they could have found better ways to explore that but then it would probably be very different than the original so i i, I don't know i think this movie in general wasn't like too well written i guess but i guess but then again i'm also not too sure if it's because of the original like i haven't watched the original in some time so Maybe I just have a really good memory of the original in terms of like, I have a fond memory of the original, but in actuality, it's a poorly written bad movie. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm just like, not sure on that. But anyways, in terms of this film, because I watched it, we watched it together right now. I feel like I have an idea of what I would give this ranking for this movie. What do you, what's your concession impressions on the film, The Little Mermaid, Chase? Sure. So my concession impression it's a little hard to say because I actually had a really decent time, a really decent theater experience. Half of the crowd was like singing along. They were like very engaged. They were like clapping at all the right moments. And it was it was like a really fun experience to feel a live theater just that engaged. But the actual movie itself, just looking at it with like very cold eyes, I think is probably probably a hot dog movie but my personal individual experience was a was a popcorn experience yeah i think i'm kind of in the same boat with you i think it's a hot dog for me i think like it's a it's a nice hot dog like a it's a warm hot dog you know it was like it's a hot dog with like american cheese in it or something like that where you're like oh this is kind of gross when you see it but it, you still had a little fun with it like oh it's, it's like when i was a kid and i had cheese on hot dog inside a hot dog like not on a hot dog like they somehow injected cheese into this hot dog which like kind of makes it more questionable and feel a little weird but it just also still tastes kind of good you know what i mean I, I get what you're saying. It does sound horrendous. But it's like a kind of like guilty pleasure. Like a hot pocket, I guess, in a way. Like it's like a 
the hot bucket of hot dogs. Sure, sure. The hot. Does that make uh, sense? It it does. It's it's guilty pleasure food. I get it. It doesn't sound super appetizing to me, but I I certainly understand what you're saying. This is not like doing anything new, doing anything crazy, doing anything interesting. It's just like purely nostalgic kind of, oh, I kind of miss watching this movie when I was a kid. Well, it's an interesting, not terrible live action remake of that film that I liked so much as a kid. Now, is it a good movie? Not really, but purely on that like nostalgia kind of having fun remembering the the scenes and the songs as a kid made me also have a similar fun time in the theater. I just think Disney knows how to get the room together. So like when they do a marketing push, they're so good at getting the entire theater full, especially for those first few weeks of the movie being open. So you really get the like true theater experience. Whereas like a lot of movies, unfortunately, they just don't have the marketing budget or the hype behind them to get a full theater. And so you kind of get this like limited theater experience. Yeah, which maybe maybe why Pinocchio was so terrible because it was just a streaming film. But yeah, I guess that kind of wraps it up for this episode though. All right. Yeah. Well, well here, here's I guess- my place. Yeah, I'm glad you got home safe. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Concession Impressions. Let us know what you think on Instagram or Twitter. Give us a review, comment what you your impressions are of this film. Give us a review on wherever you're listening to this, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. And, you know, tell us what you think about our show and what movies you want us to to review that are upcoming you know we're trying to hit up all the big ones but if there's some that you guys like or you know people out there are like hey i really want to hear this movie review of this like international film or this kind of more niche film that we probably wouldn't normally review let us know on on wherever you're reviewing this podcast or even a message on instagram or our twitter and let us know what what you would want us to to review so anyways I hope you guys enjoyed. That's going to be this episode of this episode. And uh, bye, Chase. We'll hope you can... I'm going to take off now. So I'll see you next time when we watch another movie. Safe sailing. All right. See you, Chase. I'm going to... Bye.